right, everybody. My name is Johnny McCoy. Welcome back to the White Flag Warriors podcast. I'm the CEO and founder of the White Flag app. I've got a couple of co-founders. We'll have them on this show eventually. We highlight team members and we highlight people who are within our nucleus of hope that are around our company. And uh, we bring them on the pod and we talk to them about things you know, around their mental health and around their journey and around what life was like, you know, internally in between the years while they were going through such fascinating things. And there's no more fascinating member of our team than the guy that we have on today. And that is our chief advocacy officer, Justin Simmons, number 31, uh, free safety for the Denver Broncos. And um, certainly my favorite player now. And uh, Justin is mid season and he's jumping on the pod with us today. Really can't believe it, man. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Man, are you kidding me? I'm so glad we were able to make it work. I know it can be busy den season and obviously you're, you know, you're super busy um, with everything you have going on, but just so excited to be here and thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. No, you, uh, uh it's, uh, you've got my wife watching football now. It's awesome. <laughs> She's all into it. We've got jerseys for when we come to the game and I love, you it. know, yeah, man, I'm from South Carolina and so are a lot of the people in the company as well. And, uh, you know, I'm in Denver now with you, but, um, you know, we don't have pro football. We don't have pro sports at all in South Carolina. You have the Carolina Panthers, but they're, they're in North Carolina. So you are, I'm latching on hard, man. I, I don't care. I don't care where you're going or what you're doing. I, you know, I, uh, and it's, it's not just because of, you know, your performance on the field, which is ridiculous by the way. But, um, you know, when we were first trying to figure out like what our team members would look like. Um, you know, we had some people within our company who played professional sports and they were like, you got dude, this guy, Justin Simmons, he's in our backyard to, you know, Walter Payton man of the year nominee and back to back years, this guy, you know, he, he, yes, he is in the, he's all pro. Yes. He was in the pro bowl, but the reality of the situation is he's just a really good dude that everybody respects. And it turned out to be true. I mean, nothing could have been more true than the amount of respect that I've seen from you not just for your play on the field, but, you know, by, by the way that you carry yourself off the field. I've been to numerous Justin Simmons events, numerous. Um, I went to one where Justin, you know, reached in his pocket and built a playground for a school here in Denver. I went to another event at the Denver Broncos Boys and Girls Club um, where every single kid in there is just, it's, it's, as, it's as if they know Justin personally. He's a close friend of theirs. They hang out with them. And, you know, they, they don't know, um, you know, that Justin's like this, like majorly successful professional football player. They just know he is, you know, what, you know, he's a, he's a guy who they dream to be like maybe a pro athlete and he's really kind to him. And so, you know, we couldn't be happier with you being on our team, man. And, um, you know, it's just been great ever since we met you, it's just been an unbelievable relationship. And I wanted to put that out there and say, you know, how much it means to us and then let everybody know, you know, that there's a lot more to it than, oh, this is awesome. Our guy had two interceptions, you know, in the first, uh, you know, 10 games this year. And so, which is true, but, uh, you know, you, um, you, you really are uh, somebody that our entire team looks up to. So uh, really appreciate you being here, man. Thanks again. Man, man, thank you so much. It was, uh, it was really hard to sit here and to receive all the, uh, all the positive, uh, words of affirmation that you were just throwing, but I appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, I just got a great network of people around me and, um, you know, white flag being one of the bigger ones and, um, you know, what you, what you guys do is so easy to be a part of and, um, you know, so easy to back and, 
uh, so easy to talk about and to and to represent. So, man, I'm just really thankful for you guys and what you do and how you do it. I'm looking forward to to many, many, many more uh, positive outcomes with that. I think it's been yeah been a fun time. One of those things that we're doing is um, Justin's putting us on his cleats, uh, or at least partially in his cleats. It's the Justin Simmons Foundation and White Flag are going to be uh, representing as part of your cleats for a cause, man. And you know, I, again. You know, you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. And mental health is, I mean, right today is actually um, Mental Health Stress Awareness Day. So I always know about Stress Awareness Day. But, you know, November's a big month for mental health, um, mm -hmm. you know, as was October. You know, Suicide Awareness Month, then you've got cancer. Uh, you know, you've got Cancer Awareness Month going on as well. And, you know, there's a lot There's a lot of people out there who are, who are suffering silently. And the more people like you who are in positions like you, where people are like, no way that guy's got it all, you know, um, the, to talk about their personal struggles with mental health and mental illness, it, it really does help. Trust me. So, um, so yeah, man, let's just dive right into it. I, you know, it's a new football game, uh, now I hate to, I hate to say that I think you got drafted at what, 18 or something like that or, uh, 16, 16. Yeah. So. Yep. I, I played in 2000 and, uh, you know, back, back in that day, you know, my brothers played college football in the early two thousands, but you know, it was a different game. You didn't have, you know, the concerns with the, the CT and the concussions after you're done. And you didn't have DeMar, you know, people like DeMar Hamlin with, you know, with the cardiac going into cardiac arrest in front of you on the field, these things, you know, maybe they were happening, but they weren't so, um, uh, they weren't so pronounced. Maybe it's because of social media and what it is today. But you know, talk about being a being a hitter. Um, you know, and being somebody who plays back deep like I used to. Um, you know, does it does it does it weigh on your mind at all? You know, the concussion mm -hmm. aspect of the game. And you know, I know you've got kids, and um, you know, you see other athletes who you know go through it. Especially you know now that social media is prevalent. You know, you've got another player who they say executed his mom, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, did, so does that concern you at all? And does it, does it change the way that you kind of approach the game? Yeah. I mean, it's a fine line. Like it's a fine balance. I think, I think the rules that are being implemented into today's game definitely help a lot. Right. Yeah, like I think, sure. I think the NFL is is doing a really good job of trying to implement new rules and new strategies to try and mitigate or eliminate in total, you know, all the research that they're finding out from uh, former players with, you know, CTE and and maybe like mental health issues. And so all those are great. I just think at the same time, uh, we are playing a, a violent sport and you know what you're signing up for. And that doesn't mean that there can't be steps taken like the NFL is doing to be able to, like I said, mitigate that. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know what you're signing up for. And sometimes that includes, you know, uh, blows to the head. And I think there's, you know, excessive hits or, um, you know, there's the uh, there's the dramatic side of what football used to be, you know, when we used to watch it growing up as opposed to Sean Taylor yeah. yeah, and all those guys and what they did and uh, as opposed to what it is now. And so yeah. there are some things that I, I still disagree with in terms of what's being asked of us as players, because anyone that's played the game knows that you're making decisions in seconds. And yeah. once you kind of commit or you have your target zone and things change, you know, from a defender standpoint, it's just really tough to be able to, uh, not be in those positions and we're the ones 
uh, more times than not, especially in the, in the secondary, um, we're the yeah. ones more times than not, they're getting penalized for it. But in terms of thinking about that type of stuff, honestly, like I, I really don't, um, yeah. I was, I was always the way I was coached growing up. I feel like, uh, you know, keep your head to the side and you know, all that good stuff. I think, I think I've had tremendous coaches in my life and throughout my career that have kind of helped me with like tackling and my form and things like that. But, um, yeah. so when I'm out there playing, I don't necessarily sit there and think on a weekend week out basis of man, like trauma, head, uh, trauma to the head and, and especially like, you know, what uh, DeMar went through, I, you know, when I saw that live, I was like, woo, I got practice tomorrow. Like, I'm not really sure. And, and I, you know, and everyone deals with it a little bit differently. And you, you get back to the reality of like, yeah, this is a violent sport. And this is, you know, it's yeah. very sad. And these are the things you kind of sign up for. And almost anything can happen. But um yeah, it's 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 like a give or take, you know. You 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 sign up for it, you know what you're in, and um, it's real life. And at the same time, um, I am happy with some of the steps that we're taking as a league. But it's just a it's a it's a fine line. It's a tough place to be able to balance all that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with everything you said. My like my brother's a, a high school coach in South Carolina right now, and so yeah, um, you know, we're last in mental health and we're last in anything else. But um, you know, they uh they still get complaints from the parents and and things like that and they're just like listen you know we you know we're 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 using all the precaution we're using the extra patty on the helmet they're tackling dummies you know we we grew up in florida we played pop warner like like you did so yeah i mean growing up in florida you know you learn everything about how to take somebody to the ground and pop i mean i was five years old in full pads dipping my mouthpiece in the boiling water (laughs) i mold it yeah yeah west orange was who i played for growing up and um you know uh i already knew where you come down on it um i just know that you know people constantly ask about that when it comes to like the mental health aspect of it but yeah i mean i saw that hit what was it latin two games ago where your where your boy got um flagged for that and you called it on it i was with you on that i think everybody is and in um Deion Sanders' son got, you know, taken out of a college game for a similar hit this past mm-hmm. weekend as well, or two weekends ago. And, um, I mean, people don't realize, like, how bang-bang that stuff really is. And if you don't feel it on your head, you're like, all right, that was great. And then there's flags flying, the other person's walking, you know, perfectly fine. And, you know, yeah, there is a – you are right. There is a fine line to it, man. So I appreciate – um, you know, you being, being, uh, being vocal about that, or at least, at least, you know, being able to talk about it with me, my brother won't even talk about it with me really, but, um, yeah, yeah. He's just like, dude, he's like, man, you played the sport because of that reason. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I did. But, uh, right. yeah, man. So, you know, we have another team member, Nate Boyer. He was on the Seahawks for a while in the NFL after playing for the Texas Longhorns really cool guy he's an actor now he's you know life after nfl type guy and um he created a nonprofit called merging vets and players where uh ex-veterans meet with ex-players and they kind of build a community because you know after the nfl it's a really hard adjustment we're seeing that you know we've got team members who you know are kind of on the verge of being done with baseball and not really and i've got friends who played for years and um it it takes a mental toll as you know after it's over with is to like all right well what now i dedicated every day of every 
you know, of, of, of every month of every week to, you know, this game. And, uh, you know, now it's, now it's gone. Um, but you've had a, you, you know, you've had a longer career, so I don't know, you know, if that's something that you really think about, like what's next. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you do, but, uh, would you mind talking about it a little bit about, do you, do you yeah. plan for the future? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, <clears throat> I talk about it all the time, honestly, with, you know, just my wife and kind of the season of life we're in. We have a five-year-old, a two-year-old and a one-year-old, two girls Jesus. and a boy. I know our house is busy. God bless my wife. She's like, are you ready to retire? Are you ready to retire? Oh, that's um, awesome. That's <laughs> but so we talk about it all the time. And I think what's going to help a lot it, from in terms of transitioning is knowing, you know, coming from a standpoint of um, having a relationship with with Jesus being my Lord and Savior and just knowing that football is not the end all be all. That doesn't mean that the transition will be any easier, but right. I think it'll help a little bit knowing that hey, I played the game, um, you know, I exasperated all of my energy and and time and my effort into um, into my team and to my teammates. I did my absolute best um, while I was in it. And, and obviously I'm still in it. And I'm just thinking about in terms of when retirement does come. And I just think like, it'll be an easier transition for me because I would have left nothing on the table. And I know that football is not where my identity comes from. Like I was yeah. saying, my identity comes from, um, you know, knowing and and believing in who Jesus says I am. And so I think having that will help me so much be able to transition into um, what's next or what or what God has for me next. And I think um, even just like this past bye week, like, um, you know, I'm going in and I'm still getting treatment every now and then. But we, you know, we were off for you know numerous amounts of days and. I'm taking my daughter to school and um, I'm picking her up and we're doing lunch dates and, you know, things that I don't really get to do as much during the season. And I was sitting there reminiscing and I'm just like, man, like, you know, these are the things that I'm missing while I'm playing. And these are the things that like, I don't get to do now sacrificing now. So, you know, our family will be better for it later. Um, But these are the things that I'll get to do when I retire. And yes, I'll miss the locker room. Yes. I'll miss game days. Um, Yes. I'll miss just playing in general. Um, but I'll gain so much more on the back end and who knows the type of relationships that I'll gain outside of football with other people and entrepreneurship and, you know, anything that has to come with that. Right. And so, um, I just think like whatever's, you know, quote unquote lost and whatever, you know, whenever I retire from football, there's so much more I'll gain on the back end of it. And that's kind of my mindset going into it. And Hey, you know, call me naive. You don't know what you don't know. Um, right. I'm sure a bunch of guys had that thought, had that thought and have those thoughts when they're thinking about retiring from the game. Um, but I, I'm, I'm honestly, you know, there's a part of me, not yet, but there's a part of me that's, uh, you know, excited for that, that next yeah. journey, that next chapter when it does come, because you have a certain platform and impact in the NFL, but it doesn't, it doesn't demean your impact and your platform once the NFL is done, whatever you step into or whatever God, and in this case for me, whatever he has in store for me and whatever I step into. And so um, when that time comes, man, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to be excited. I'm not going to have any regrets in terms of the NFL. And I'm really just going to be pumped to step into you know, a new season of life, you know, when that yeah, time man. comes. Right on. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm used to talking to people on here who, I mean, you know, we've had some, most of the influencers have gone through, you know, like me- mega traumatizing stories like mine, you know, I was falsely arrested. Yep. And, um, 
uh, while I was in jail, this guy took his life. Uh, and then it was the cover up and the police misconduct afterwards that kind of like, you know, they kind of really, really did the damage to me. And I lost, you know, I lost faith legitimately. You know, I was raised, um, Christian by, by my father and my mother, uh, you know, you, your girl, when you're in college, your girlfriend is everything. And she was, mm-hmm. you know, she was big into, uh, into Christianity. We used to go to church and all that good stuff. And then after this happened, I was just, I mean, it was so traumatizing what I went through. I lost my family during the process because they didn't want me to sue the police. And, um, you know, I lost faith. And then it wasn't until I, I actually went into treatment and went through what I went through. And I realized what people really meant when they say hopeless. And, um, I, I mean, I remember feeling that feeling like, oh, this is what they need. Like I have no hope, yeah. literally it's gone. And then I remember just being like, I'm, I'm leaving faith out. Like I, I don't have nobody to trust with me. I don't have anything. And, and it was, re- it was remarkably harder to look forward to the next day when I had no faith yeah. in anything. I just, you know, I mean, I was just like, okay, you're, you're by yourself. There's nobody there for it. And I mean, I do, I went to a place where. And I talk about this a little bit, but I want you to be able to share this with your friends. So I'm not getting too much into it, but I went to the place where the real deal happened to be mm-hmm. people. And, you know, like veterans who may have killed an innocent civilian and can't live with themselves, um, you know, individuals who were forced to sleep with their significant or not, not their significant other, their sibling on camera in front of their dad. And then, you know, ma- major, major traumatizing abuse. And in that place, there's very little room for faith. And, um, and it wasn't until we started white flag and I started bringing people in and I realized like all the people who are the most helpful to this company are keep dumping this faith stuff on me, this Jesus stuff. And I'm like, you know, that didn't work last time. And I, you know, I'm one of our main investors. She's a very big philanthropist, but she's also well known for her work in, you know, the Christian church across the globe. And slowly but surely she brought me back in and she brought the light back into me. And most importantly, um, I, it just, I just started feeling better believing Mm. that it wasn't just in my hands. Yeah. And that's the issue that we all have. Like you just keep saying like, I got God, I got Jesus. I know that after this, I'm good. Somebody's got me. And what happens in the mental health fight is, they, they go through so much that they don't believe that anybody's out there. Anybody's got them. Like, and if they did, yeah. they turned their back a long time ago. So, uh, I'm interested. Cause I mean, like it, it, it does help so much to think this isn't all on you. There's something else out there. There's something else that you, you can't see that's operating in the background. That's just going to make sure that everything works out. So, um, I want to talk about that for a second with you. How long, so have you been, you just heard my little journey there. Have you been, you know, this, uh, this devout for for this long and what's changed if you haven't yeah that's a great question i would say uh i was born so my mom uh is white my dad was black and um you know growing up i grew up in a uh, in a christian household because um that's pretty much all they had like you know they they were still in when they were dating they were still kind of in in the era where a little bit frowned upon and they're uh, you know both sides of the family were just trying to get used to being around and and supporting and so really all they had was each other and then yeah. you know their faith and so i was the first born i have two younger brothers and that's kind of what i grew up in and so i kind of grew up all around that all up until i hit college and 
Um, you know, my first couple of years in college, I, I was just trying to figure everything out. Like I'm on my own, you know, I'm not being forced to go to church. Like I was in high school and, and, and middle school and elementary school. And, you know, I'm just finding my own being, you know, who I want to be, what I want to be about. And, um, I would say really then is like, when I truly found like going into my junior year of college is when I like truly found my own personal relationship, uh, with Christ and, that's kind of what helped. And I, I say this all the time. And, um, you know, when you're talking about like your personal relationship, like, I think it's so good that even when I was talking about earlier, like, Hey, what's next after football? And I know I may not know, but I know who does know. And yeah. although that may help me, it doesn't, you know, that doesn't always help, especially if you happen to be more, um, anxiety forward or, or, you that's know, fear forward. And yeah. And so, and that's just the reality of it. And, um, you know, like anyone can go point to scripture and be like, well, it says here in, you know, Matthew chapter five that, you know, do not be anxious. You know, uh, you know, God talks about, or Jesus talks about how and on the sermon of the Mount where, um, you know, I take care of the birds and are you not greater than they, and, you know, I cover the grass, um, you know, with clothing and are you not greater than that? And it's, it's, it's true. And it's all very important to take in and to hear, but I don't think that that, and I want to, I'm not speaking against scripture, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that it's almost like someone going up to you and saying like, Hey, your thoughts are, um, or what you're feeling is like, you need to just like put that on the back end. Like, and it's yeah, so hard this, because you're yeah. not, you know what I mean? And it's so hard to just like throw that at someone and the Jesus that I know and that I read in scripture um, definitely would preach that sermon, but would also sit in that, in that moment of whatever with you moment of anxiousness yeah. or moment of sorrow, a moment of, I mean, we see that all throughout scripture. And so for me, like, I know what's expected. I know what's asked and I know what the Bible says, but I also know that Jesus was a, was a person, um, first and foremost, um, you know, half God, half human or fully human, fully God at the same time. And, met you where you were at. And I think that's, what's the most comforting is like at the end of the day, that's what we all want and long for. And, um, I think everyone finds it in, in something different. And, um, myself and my wife and my family, we just believe that like, first and foremost, you need to understand that. Like I tell, I tell my wife all the time, like, I'm going to fall short, you know, I'm not going to be able to always serve you the best way that I can and, and vice versa. But I know there is someone that will never fall short and that can always count on and that's Jesus. And that doesn't mean that I love my wife any less. I'm just human. I'm going to make mistakes. I mess up on the daily. Um, but I'm just so thankful that I have a relationship, um, you know, with someone that I know won't let me down and that will never leave me no matter how many times I let, uh, him down. And so, I think for me, that's where a lot of my clarity comes from. And and by no means does that mean like, I still need to go and talk to a counselor. I still need yeah. to, um, I still use the white flag app, um, at times when I'm feeling down and just, to and maybe sometimes I want to hear, uh, in terms of like chatting, maybe sometimes when I'm chatting, I want to hear something on the other side of it, but right. sometimes I just need to vent and just like have someone that I know that is going through something similar to me um, uh, have them hear me out and just know that like, man, he knows, or she knows exactly what I'm going through. And so I just think like all that stuff, all that stuff helps me, but I'm always gonna, 
I'm always going to know I have a constant, I have a solid foundation in, in Jesus. And I know what that looks like. And I'm just so thankful that I have that. And it, and it doesn't mean things get any easier. It doesn't mean that my mind doesn't race and wonder. Um, but I, but I have someone that I know will always be there for me. And that to me is just the ultimate, like, man, yes, please. I need that. Um, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's great description, man. And you're not somebody who, and I think all of the Christians in my life, um, are, and I, I put it in quotes cause like my dad says he's Christian, but I mean, that guy does not embody, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean like legitimate, you know, Christians in my life, um, they don't, they don't push it on you until, you know, like me with you just now, like you waited until I opened up the conversation and that I was, it's not something, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. And for me, where I grew up in, I grew up where you did. I grew up in Florida. You know, I grew up around a lot of racism, a lot of racism. My family's from South Carolina. We grew up in Florida. I played for an all black football team and pop war at West Orange. Like it was, it was the best thing ever to, to, because I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to invite people, you know, home with us at first. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, my, my mom and my dad is the one who he eventually caved and I started having, you know, like the entire team, all my parties and stuff. And yeah. it really molded me into a better person, much better person. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, it was a, you know, you're going to like, you're going to burn in the lake of fire tonight because you didn't mm-hmm. do X, Y, Z, you know, to a, to a little boy. And it wasn't till later, my little brother went, uh, you know, he studied theology a little bit in college. And so, you know, he was like, I don't think dad was really right. That's not the Christianity that you would know and love, John. I think you should give it another chance. And I'm going, no, I know what it was. And that was <laughs> horrific. And, right. you know, it's people like you, and I know this means something to you, but it's people like you that make the religion attractive and make it comforting and make it a place that's warm. Because so, I mean, telling you, man, a lot of people, a lot of people go through what I went through and they're like, I do not want to be a part of that. Whatever he was a part of, even if he was wearing green shirts all the time, I will never sure. wear a green shirt the rest of my life. This For sure. Put me through that. And so, you know, I think you, you should know that you embody what it, what it is that is, um, you know, safe and comfortable and attractive to, uh, to, to those of us who are sitting on the outskirts, like, I'm just going to get hurt. I'm just going to get let down. And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means a lot, man. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and, uh, you know, one, one thing that you were talking about is getting on the app and, you know, obviously the app is, is a great tool for anybody who is kind of stuck in their thoughts and, and spinning their wheels and you just get on there and you talk to somebody else who's going through the same thing as you're like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be stuck here forever. You were here and you made it out or you're going through yeah. it with me and you can help me out. But one thing that, you know, we really capture in a bottle on white flag is, is empathy. And it's the mm-hmm. ability for you to either give empathy and be like, I've been through it. It was horrible. What you're feeling is valid or receive it. You're not, you know, you're not this loser. Like for me, I was, I was a middle child in a family full of huge, huge brothers who played college ball i was like my dad was a coach off varsity blues he didn't even like care if i didn't i have a good game you know what i mean like he didn't even look at me i literally grew up like that and so when you get on white flag and you tell somebody even like the smallest issue that you're going through it's not what i grew up with which is like suck it up your brothers are going through worse suck it up i had worse and this on white flag there's none of that these individuals are literally there to give you the true reaction the true empathetic response to what you're going through and that's also 
from what I can tell is also the Christian way about, mm-hmm. you know, about it. And that is taking what you've been through and using it for good. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we allow on the app is, is kind of to say, you know, yeah, I know that you're there and I know you're experiencing this, but I was there and I made it through and I'm, I'm doing a little bit better and it gives you enough push to make it through that moment. So yeah, dude, I could, I could continue on the subject with you forever, but I know that my, uh, my team wants to, you know, me to get a little bit deeper and hear, you know, on your end of it, we want to hear about, you know, a time where, you know, you, you were at zero or you were in mm-hmm. a really dark place and you made it through that. Cause again, that's what we do on white flag. We know that the people that we're talking to and even our heroes, like you, I mean, dude, you're a legitimate hero. I've seen the look in these kids eyes. So, um, what, what was a deep, what was a dark point where you were like, man, I don't know if I'm on the right, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've got a bunch in mind, but is there one you could share with us where, you know, you made it through and you were like, man, I, that was something I didn't think I was going to be able to to get through yeah yeah well um yeah there's definitely a few i think uh (laughs) everybody's got a lot i know right and i think that's kind of part of it is i think for the longest time even even still a little bit now like you know whatever you are dealing with and are going through is is important to you and it's real to you and i think that's one of the biggest misconceptions it's like oh man well i never i never did this and I didn't do that. So, you know, shouldn't I be grateful and thankful? And I mean, like if it's affecting your mental health, it's affecting your mental health. And the best thing you can do is go seek advice or uh, find someone that's going to help you kind of get back to a full functioning you. And that, I mean, that's really the end of it. There's no level, there's no tiers or levels to what's acceptable and what's not acceptable to receiving help. And so there's a little bit of that that I needed to to kind of get over, but I think uh, answering your your question more specifically, uh, I lost my dad um, in the beginning of this year, oh, and man, I'm sorry, no, it's a thank you, and um, I think you know, and and he he lost this fight with uh, bladder cancer, and it happened in um, like October of, of 2022, and you know we knew that as the months were going on that it was getting worse and worse and just kind of bled into other areas of his body. And, Mm. um, you know, we were kind of prepping for, for his departure into, um, you know, into heaven kind of earlier in this, in this year of 2023. And, but during that, like, you know, during that time, I, I always felt like I had to like save face and cause you know, he was very, he was very, uh, how do I say this? Like he had like tough love growing up. I love my dad and he, he was, he was a great, he was great. I loved everything about him. There's some things that he, that he instilled in me that I'm so thankful for in terms of being a father and what that looks like and how to do it. Um, but you know, he definitely had some tough love on his boys and, um, you know, expected and demanded, um, a lot out of us, especially me being the oldest. And so going through that whole, that whole process, like I felt like I had to suppress a lot of my emotions and, and, you know, I had to be the big, big older brother um even for my mom like you're talking about being like the head of the house now and and what that looks like to support her and um how am i going to support my family Uh, all all while trying to juggle being a leader on the team and trying to help us string together some wins and and dealing with that burden and then all also while i gone home like i still have a you know i have a four-year-old um and i have two pretty much uh i have a one-year-old and one that's 
just a newborn. Um, and so like trying to help my wife, you know, while also juggling all these different. And so I was just in a season of like complete mess and, yeah. um, you know, and, and I'm still, and I think for me, like after my dad's passing is when it really started bleeding over. And, um, you know, like the, the, the weeks, the months go by and, you know, I'm in the off season now I'm in the spring of 2023 and I have like a lot more time on my hands and, um, you know, even at, during OTAs practices aren't as long, meetings aren't as long. And so I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm finding that like my thoughts, I'm, I'm sitting in my thoughts a lot more yeah, and it, yeah. you know, I just needed to, I needed to be able to, to, and I feel like I couldn't talk to my brothers cause like I'm holding over my head, like I'm the oldest brother. I need yeah. to hold it together and blah, blah, blah. So I found like, and, and what I felt like was one of my, you know, darkest moments um, in terms of like my thoughts and just like, what do I do? Where do I go? Um, and even though I was like in prayer and trying my best to give it, you know, to God, and this is what I was talking about. Like, I just wanted to talk to someone that's been in a situation mm -hmm. similar or has like seen the other side, or at least can give me some advice on like what helped and what, or what didn't help even helped so much more than saying what helped. Um, yeah. and so I just remember getting on the app, man, and just like word vomiting, like, man, like yeah. I miss my dad. I'm the oldest. Like, what do I do? How do I go about it? Like, does it get better? When does it get better? Um, you know, does it help doing X, Y? Like, I just remember going, like, I felt like for like hours on in at night, like just, just texting and, and messaging back and forth, like trying to figure out, like, how can I juggle all of this stuff that I felt like I, that was just slowly like crushing my world and and but I you know I have to show up still every day as and and I think most uh, men and 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 not just men women too can can relate like man I got to show up for my family I got to show up in terms of leadership I got to show up in um in all these different areas and I just felt like I I couldn't really hold it all together like I used to and it was you know really weighing on me and so I'm just thankful that I had the uh um, and, and, and that's the other thing. It's not like I received, um, therapy talking points on the app. Like it just something about talking to someone that's been on the other side of it, or at least like, Hey, I have this, I'm in year five of, uh, losing, you know, both my parents or one of my yeah, parents. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a young 30 something, um, year old male, female, whatever the case may be. And I'm just here to let you know, like, it doesn't get any easier, but the, but what helped me was like the, my, my support, my net, my support network of, of people in my life and kind of just being more vulnerable with them. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't do that. Right. Yeah. I don't talk to my brothers about it. So maybe that helps me. Um, so th those are the, that's the type of advice, you know, that I was getting also while talking to, you know, a counselor and kind of like running that's some right. stuff by, you know, by him and just seeing like what works, what doesn't work. And, I just think like very similarly to, um, you know, like what I believe in my faith, like the, the, the enemy always tells you to, um, like, you're the only one, like, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold it together. Like everything's like, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. Don't talk about it. You know, do this, do this, do this. And the biggest thing that helps you is expanding your worldview and just getting rid of all the negative narratives that, um, we've thrown on it as society or, or, or in the world that like, man, you're not good enough. And you, you gotta, you know, you gotta have your thoughts together. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. One of the best things, you know, I've ever heard, and I have to constantly remind myself of it is, um, you know, even when you're talking about like 
you're like when you need to show up as a person um and this is how i treat my friends and um this is how i treat even just my relationship with the lord is just like when you go to go take a shower like you don't need to be clean in order to get into the shower like you come into the shower needing to be cleaned right. and that's the same thing that how i like i approach like when i'm talking to like my friends like my really close friends and then even even when i'm approaching to like my relationship um with the Lord is just like, I don't need to come to him with my problems fixed. That's the whole point of my faith. Like I just shared earlier, like he sits in those moments with you. And I think there are, there are certain things in scripture that help, but like he sits in that moment with you. And I have friends that sit in that moment with me and don't necessarily try to, uh, like coach me out of it. Like yeah. sometimes all I need is, is like my wife to just sit there and be like, you know, I'm, I can't imagine, but like, I'm here with you and you just feel that presence. And that's, that's one of the things that I think I'm the most thankful for is sometimes words, there aren't enough words in the world to kind of comfort you, but just knowing there's something about what you talked about, the empathy aspect of just knowing someone understands, um, at, to a certain degree, what you're going through and will just sit in that with you. There's something powerful about that because they're seeing you at what you think is your lowest and your weakest moment. And they're still saying, I want you, I love you and I accept you. And that to me is like what fills my heart. And um, for the longest time that was like only my dad. And it took me a while to, uh, outside of my relationship with Christ. And it took me a while to be open with that. Cause I'm like, no, people can't see that I have, you know, that side of me that I miss them and that like I'm hurting without them. And that I'm going through a lot. like. There's so many people that are looking up to me and I just can't, I can't show that side of me. And all along, like, I don't need to have everything together in order to still be um, impactful for, for others or even to be impactful for my family. And so, uh, yeah, that's just, and I'm still, and I'm still working through it, honestly. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, for me, in terms of talking about that, it's just going to be something that um, I worked through for a while. But I'll tell you this, having the app, having my network of people and, um, you know, most importantly, having my, um, relationship and, um, and faith in Jesus has, has completely and overwhelmingly helped me so much in that area and just being open and honest and, and being willing to share and to give that up. So yeah, it's kind of what I'm working through. Man, you hit the nail on the head so many times. I mean, talk about life after football. It's hard to put into words, emotions, and feelings in a way that other people can understand it the way that you just did and the way that you do. Um, I mean, there's just so much that you said that's right on. It's not about the amount of trauma that you've been through. It's not about, about what you're going through. All that matters is that you're struggling and you're suffering. And, um, no matter how, uh, what end of the spectrum it may be, there's somebody else out there who feels the same way you do. They may feel as though like, oh, what do I have to be, you know, everybody loses a dad. Like, you know, what do I have to worry about? What, what do I have to cry about? You know, that's not it. I mean, it's a difficult thing. Most people so true. that I talk, yeah, most people that I talk to who have been through enormous amount of trauma and I'm talking about crazy trauma will say losing someone they love was the worst part of all of it. You know, in a lot of cases, they lost that last brick that was framing the house, holding them up, and then the house just crumbles. In your situation, I think you, you know, you you tackled it way early 
and help and in a very healthy way. You, you got peer support from White Flag. You had your own therapist that you talked to, which is ex- extraordinarily important that people understand. Yeah, you know that it's it's good to have your network and peer support, and White Flag. But you know, a, a, a counselor is also there to you know to, to kind of guide you through it. And so, yeah, man, um, you know, you're, you you hit the nail on the head and in so many different points. But the reality of the situation is is that, you know, a lot of people, they say, well, I'm not qualified to, you know, give people advice or whatever. And that's, you're, you are exceedingly qualified to mm-hmm. offer com- comfort to somebody. And Amen. that's what you get from, from just sitting, you know, almost in silence, you know, or just being with somebody, letting them know, Hey, I'm struggling, letting them know, you know, what it is that you're going through and they don't leave and they're still sitting there. You're like, Oh my gosh, this isn't like this, like, crazy thing that's so overwhelming I can't overcome or that it's so little that I have no reason to even you know be sad about it or, or deal with it um and and we we say something in my relationship with my wife and I use it with my friends now and that is when they tell me that they're struggling like you said without trying to solve it without trying to you know you know give them all these um these antidotes to uh, you know that are that are written on hallmark cards we always ask right. each other do you want solutions or do you want comfort and a hundred times out of a hundred, we say we want comfort. We know the yeah. solutions. We, you know, we know the solutions and it's time in all cases, it's time. And, you know, and going through a, a, a healthy regimen of, of different things that you can do, um, yeah. you know, to kind of pass the, pass the time and, and to heal yourself chemically. Uh, but dude, grief is, um, especially in your situation where you learned a lot from your father and, you know, he, you're the oldest. So above you is only him as yeah. far as, you know, who's in charge now he's not there. And so you kind of get thrust up as the patriarch of the family. And, you know, with that comes, well, I got to be strong. And, you know, um, so, you know, I think that a lot of people are going to relate to, you know, what you just said. Um, we get a lot of conversations about grief and that's the one thing that we always tell people. They're like, I don't, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I don't show with mental health. I'm going to be fine. It's not something that I even need to hear about. Everybody loses people and things that they love. And that is the common denominator besides that we love things. It's that we lose the things that we love and, um, if you have ever lost something or somebody that you love, it's a profound, it's a profound experience no matter what. And, um, it gets you thinking and thoughts can be the enemy, especially when, um, you know, you are in a, in a stage of grief or depression or whatever it may come with losing that. And so, um, unpacking those thoughts, kind of like untangling a knot in your head, all you're doing is just handing them the string and they're pulling it. You know, we use that sort of animation mm-hmm. a lot, but. Um, yeah, man, I mean, you hit it, you hit the nail right on the head, um, you know, with everything that you just said. And I, I'm with you, I'm excited for, you know, your career in the NFL. It's one of the best careers that I've ever seen, you know, as far as like people I know, I've had a bunch of friends play. Um, you're certainly the most successful, uh, athlete, but, but the truth is like, I mean, just talking with you, man, and and hearing your story and, 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 you know the impact that you already have, like you got so much more to do after this is over with. And I will certainly be holding uh, <laughs> the, t- the title co-founder uh, next. To me. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's, you just, uh, you have a lot to give and uh, you know, at white flag, we're just really grateful that, um, 
that you've chosen us and our company and the people that are, you know, the 120,000 that are on the app right now, you've chosen to say, this is a, this is a company, this is a product, this is an app that, you know, I trust, I'm putting my name behind it and all that means. And, you know, it's, it's something that I will never, you know, never take for granted and neither will anybody on our team. Um, and, uh, you know, we're here to support you and everything that you do. And, um, you know, I just, I, I just can't thank you enough for, you know, all that you've done for us, but also, you know, all that you've done for the community just in general, cause it really brought us in. So thanks, man. I mean, really, man. Nah, that means a lot. And I, like I told you before, like it, you know, for me, it's, it's an easy yes. And, um, even when I heard it and I, I almost instantly was like, yeah, yeah, just say, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like before <laughs> I even met anyone or, or saw what the app was about, are you kidding me? Uh, we're. And um, still when COVID was popping around yeah. and it's just like, you know, people are already, you know, you, you keep anyone in at home for an extended amount of time and, you know, mental health is going to, you know, fly through the roof, uh, you know? Wow. And so you just, it's, it's just something that needed to be addressed. And, um, and I think tried to be addressed through different avenues and, and platforms and things like that. But um, one that you guys are just doing the right way and, and, and helping people the right way and giving the people, um, you know, a voice to be able to be comforted or, or heard. And so it's an easy yes. And I'm just so thankful to, um, play just such a small role in that and looking forward to, you know, like I told you before, continuing to see how this thing continues to grow, grow and save lives. And it's just going to be so amazing to watch it continuously, you know, and go on the upward trajectory. Um, you know, standpoint. So it's going to be great. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and you're a big part of that. You know, you're a part of the original team. I know that, um, you know, you, you probably don't even feel that impact, but you know, we were, we, we decided early on what well, the image that we wanted, the, the personality, the character of the company. And, um, you know, we wanted it to be black, white, and gold. We wanted it to be neutral. We kind of wanted it to be you know, for people that look at, you know, hearts and likes and go, ah, that's not for me. And then on the other end of the spectrum, people who need that warmth and affirmation that be able to get it. And, yeah. you know, the way you say it, you know, we just built something that there, there just wasn't anything like it. And the most, the most, uh, important thing I learned when building it was how, how much people underestimate what we can do for each other and what mm -hmm. it feels like just to be there for each other. You know, it's hard for me to sell a, um, you know, as the CEO, it's hard for me to sell an idea of an emotion, you know, like, so what is, you know, what is it that you get from peer support? And it's just impossible to say, you know, it's almost like describing love. You have to like two people, what they, they meet each other and they, 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 they're upset. Is that the word obsessed? Like, no, it's love yeah. and it's impossible yeah. to describe. So that, that feeling that you get when somebody else is there for you without judgment, and that they understand you, they've been through it. They're not going to say anything. They're not going to go, Oh my God, I can't believe that you're going, you're doing that as a way to cope. Oh my goodness. They're not going to say it because they're going through the same thing. And there is magic in that, that we can't describe, but I can tell you that it's real. And that's what we sell at white flag. We don't sell anything really because it's a free app, but that's what's bottled up at white flag that people are drinking by the droves is that special emotion that's created between two human beings who are there for each other without judgment. So if you're curious as to what that feels like, or if you want to be a part of that, 
Um, we're, we're free. The app is free on the in Google Play Store and in the Apple App Store. Go read the reviews. The reviews are unbelievable. Um, we just found out through some of our reviews that the crisis line is referring people to White Flag. We found out in our reviews that we've had several people who have had their life saved from being on the app. They're actually writing that in the comments and reviews. Go read them. It has just been an overwhelming experience, and we're just getting started out. There's going to be more features. There's going to be more team members. We opened up in Canada to you know thousands and thousands of downloads. We're going to be opening up in Europe pretty soon, um, and then you know we're going to stretch this thing around the globe. And all that we're selling and all that we're doing is showing people that when you're there for somebody else or when somebody else is there for you without judgment because they've been through it, that something special happens. So go try it for yourself and um, just know, you know, that you're truly not alone. And, yeah. you know, even athletes that you see on Sunday who, you know, have all these contracts that make the, make the headlines, they're going through the same thing as you. They're, they're experiencing, you know, human experience the same way. And that doesn't make them, you know, less special. It just makes all of us the same amount of special. So for, for those of you out there who got anything from this episode, please go download our app. You follow us on social media and I don't need, I usually tell people where to find out or find our guests, but you don't really need me to tell you that. Just uh, check out TV on Sundays, Denver Broncos, number 31. Also the Justin Simmons Foundation. If you guys could go, you know, to his website and check it out. Um, what's the website, Justin? JustinSimmonsFoundation.org or something? Yeah, that's it. JustinSimmonsFoundation.org. Yep. Knew it. Knew it. I'm like, right everybody's coming top. back. Yeah. Right so off the top. It, um, y'all post on Justin's social media that you saw him on White Flag and vice versa with us. You know, show him some love because, I mean, Justin, like, literally had us on the field for a game. Like, it was one of the most unbelievable experiences Especially for us, like, you know, we're from the small town in the South. Like, we don't, this stuff just doesn't happen to us. And, you know, we're just eternally grateful um, for you. I think we got you some some shirts and stuff for you to, for you yeah. to, yeah, man, for you to, you okay. Yeah, you're going to hear, no, I'm not okay. People say that to me. Oh, I'm in the gym and somebody be like, not okay. And I'll say, <laughs> all right, go download the app. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I could continue on all night, but I'm gonna let you go back to your life. I'll see you on TV and, um, uh, look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to talk to your team. And if you ever need anything from us, man, you know where to find us. Yeah. Hey, thank you again, Johnny, for having me on, uh, man, it was an absolute blessing. And like I said, just even the platform to be able to get on here and share a little bit. And, um, I mean, even be, you know, I felt like I, I received something. So even being spoken into, man, I appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing. And yeah, we'll definitely link up here soon. Can't All wait right, to see bro. you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it.